What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's Let's go. go. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to The Urban Christian Woman, where we are knee-deep into our series of Sheroes of the Faith. If you've been listening, you know that we previously have been covering uh, Sheroes from Old Testament Scripture. Well, it is our joy to kick off Mm -hmm. Sheroes in the New Testament. Turn the page, y'all. Yes. In New Testament, New Covenant, Mm -hmm. with our sister Priscilla, right out of Acts 18. And so uh, Leah is going to read for us. The, The narrative of Priscilla, before we jump into the reading, is really broken down into to some parts. Mm-hmm. We can find the narrative of Priscilla and all of the work that Priscilla has done in Acts 18 and Romans 16 and 1 Corinthians 16 and 2 Timothy chapter 4. The woman was on mission yeah. is what we need to be saying. Yeah. But for today's podcast, we're really going to lean into the largest chunk of narrative that we have around her, which is Acts 18. So. Leah, get us started, girl. All right, ladies, this is Acts 18, starting in verse 1. After this, he, that's Paul, left Athens and went to Corinth, where he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul came to them, and since they were of the same occupation, tent makers by trade, he stayed with them and worked. He reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath and tried to persuade both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself to preaching the word and testifying to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. When they resisted and blasphemed, he shook out his clothes and told them, your blood is on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. So he left there and went to the house of a man named Titus Justus, a worshiper of God whose house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed in the Lord along with his whole household. Many of the Corinthians, when they heard, believed and were baptized. Mm -hmm. In verse 18, it says, After staying for some time, Paul said farewell to the brothers and sisters and sailed away to Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. In verse 24, it says, Now a Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. Mm -hmm. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When he wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him. After he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, 
demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So we're we see um, Priscilla. She is a shero to us, and she, because she is an active part of the flourishing and the growth of the New Testament of the early church in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And even though we see sort of we're jumping around to see her popping up in the narrative, mm-hmm. we know that because she's popping up in all these places, she is a consistent character throughout. Yes. Right? And so she's really, um, she's showing up as this wife of this power couple, we'll call them Priscilla and Aquila, but basically like a strong and active ministry couple. They worked, they led and they served as church planners in the early church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tell us a little bit about like who they were, who are Priscilla and Aquila, and specifically like what are the gifts that Priscilla brings to the early church? Yeah, Priscilla is, like you said, the uh, the wife of Aquila, and they are originally from Rome. They're Roman Jews. They were fleeing hostility because the church was multiplying in Rome. And so we see, as Leah read, that Claudius is actually, he has now asked them to leave um, because they are, um, inciting this hostility by proclaiming the truth of right, the gospel, right. right? And so they leave uh, Rome and uh, journey towards um, Corinth. And they do that um, as she travels. We see that she's traveling not just with her husband, but she is also traveling with her brother, Paul, in the ministry, who is an apostle. And the church is just continuing to multiply Mm -hmm. because what is she doing? She is not just using uh, um, her love for the Lord. She's being a witness, but she's also using her hands. She's using everything that is at her disposal to multiply Mm -hmm. um, God's kingdom and the flourishing of the church. So she's most known for coming alongside Apollos um, when he was young and passionate and zealous. Mm -hmm. And he's a missionary, as we see in the second half of chapter 18, right? And he is teaching... He's teaching with wisdom. He's teaching accurately. He's teaching soundly what he knows. There's only uh, one challenge with this is that he was discipled under John, John the Baptist. And so he, it has not gotten to him all that Jesus has done, the one who is the way and what he has done. And so um, as Priscilla and Aquila uh, meet with him. They they lovingly. Uh, number one, they provide hospitality. Number two, they pull him aside. Mm-hmm. They're not rebuking him in public, right? But they invite him into their home. They teach him the full counsel of not just the one who was to mm-hmm. come, but the one who has come. Um, and they are helping him to be aligned with the gospel in his preaching and teaching, so much so mm-hmm. that they are now able to be a part of those who write letters to say, welcome him mm-hmm. as he comes because he is a preacher and a herald yeah. of yeah. the gospel. They I were, love that. Yeah, they were a huge part of training him up, and then they were able mm. to commission him to mm. continue in ministry. And I think this is really um, interesting to point out, they say that they ask him um, if he knew, well, I guess basically they're saying like he only knew John's, John's baptism, baptism, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, but at this point, 
there's been another baptism that has come. It's yes. the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so when they are teaching him what they what it says, the way of God more accurately, mm-hmm. that I believe that they're teaching him about the filling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. And the implication yeah. of that on the believer's life that he should teach out of yeah. that place. Yeah, yeah. So that's, to me, I'm like, that's really amazing because they're actually teaching him not just to um, proclaim and teach with wisdom, but with power because yes. power comes from the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I, I think what, you know, sometimes we could sort of say, well, how could he not have known that? But they journeyed on foot. You know, and so he could have been in a yeah. in a he could have been in an area where he had not reached the areas that had already been touched yeah. through yeah. The, you know the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, what yeah. we now know as the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, right. The, whole, right? the whole thing was spreading very slowly, and because the Holy Spirit is is on the move, he's right? on the move right after this in nineteen. They're talking about in Ephesus, many had believed but had not yet received yeah. the Holy Spirit. So yeah. there is there is there is a, a consistency. This makes sense. This dynamic of. Yeah. The baptism of John is an explanation towards repentance. Yeah. It's repentance and receiving the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That is the full way of God, like yes. the way of God more accurately, as yes. it says. Yes. So yes. Priscilla is a huge part of leading out of this knowledge and wisdom and equipping and discipling the saints mm-hmm. for the work of the ministry and yeah. for the growth of the early church. Yeah. And, and the other part that I want to say, because we did not get into the other sections, Priscilla is not just a discipler, but Priscilla and her husband move forward as we look in the other texts that they are church planters. Yeah. They are known for having church in their house, mm-hmm. that having that hospitality and that warmth and then being house church leaders mm-hmm. um, and 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 teaching and preaching the gospel. Yeah, I'm just going to give this shout out because I feel like this is hopeful to give the whole picture of yeah. Shiro. Yes. Okay. Um, Paul mentions her by name in Romans 16. Mm-hmm. when he's giving his greetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, give my greetings to Prisca, who is also Priscilla. That's uh, uh, to Prisca and Aquila. My co-workers in Christ is what mm-hmm. he called them, who risked their own necks for my life. Mm. Not only do I thank them, but so do all the Gentile churches. Greet also the church that meets in their home. Okay, so wow. what do we see from this? Mm. They were risk takers. They were Mm -hmm. co-sufferers with Mm -hmm. Paul, Mm -hmm. right? And they put everything on the line in order for the advancement of the church. And not only that, Mm -hmm. but they had a worthy reputation among the Gentiles. And they were Jews, right? Right. That's what I was about to say. I was like, oh, y'all check out that multi-ethnicity. Cross cultural engagement. Oh, um, love it. A movement of love the Holy it. Spirit. Love it. And he's call, he's shouting out their hospitality. They're hosting a church in their home. Facts. Um, and surely that church is Jews and Gentiles together and, and rich and poor. Slavery. Come on. So they're, Come on, Revelation. they're creating a, an environment of hospitality mm. for the gospel, mm-hmm. which is this dynamic, wild message of yep. all are one in Christ. Mm-hmm. They're creating a space for that in their home with their resources, with their time, with their giftings yeah. of leadership, with their capacity. And so she is a, a, a forerunner in the early church. Hey, ladies. 
Have you heard of the Urban Woman Club yet? The Urban Woman Club is an online giving club through the Urban Christian Woman designed to plan for the long-term reach of more urban women, restoring them with God's truth for everyday life. This community aligns with our needs. And while we're grateful for annual donations, we invite you to consider becoming a monthly committed partner at one of the levels and embark with us on a lasting journey. Your monthly support starting even at a base level of $7 can consistently transform lives. Plus, by becoming a monthly partner, you're not just supporting a cause by seeking restoration in urban women's lives. You're joining a community that gives back to you and to other women in urban contexts. Our monthly partners will enjoy exclusive perks, including a free monthly downloadable phone background, and you can elevate your tech with a touch of encouragement specially crafted just for you. You can go to theurbanchristianwoman.com, click on monthly giving, and find more about the Urban Woman Club. We're just going to continue to talk about what stands out in the narrative about her. Yeah, she's so dope because she was a woman who loved the gospel. You can you can see that through the narrative. She loved hospitality. She was a working woman. She was a tent maker, right? Mm-hmm. She was a gifted teacher. She was an explainer of the word. She was a faithful co-worker and a co-laborer, not just with her husband, but also with brothers in Christ. We see that with Paul. We see that with Apollos. We see that with Timothy, right? And so she was a woman that uh, did not seek to be in competition with men, but was recognized, valued Mm -hmm. for what she brought uh, to the family of God as a co-worker in the missional work of Christ. The woman is dope. Yeah. Okay? I feel like... Priscilla on a shirt, somebody, okay? <laughs> Which we will be, okay? Put Priscilla on. Spoiler. Spoiler. We, we might, we might not do that. We might okay. not do that. So moving forward in the narrative, how does God use Priscilla's life to his grand narrative? How does God use her? Yeah. I just want to talk story? about her because I know I'm fangirling. She's she's got a um she's got little glimpses here and there, but mm-hmm. we get just such a taste mm-hmm. of how she's just on the front line, I right? Know. Mm-hmm. So what we see in God's grand narrative in using Priscilla's life mm-hmm. is that she was someone who did not treasure her Jewish or Roman citizenship more than she treasured what? the gospel of Jesus Christ. Say right? that because at this time it was very inconvenient, <laughs> right? Uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and even life-threatening to be a Christian. Yep. She forsook conforming to the culture um or to her affluence as a Roman citizen for the gospel. Yeah. And she put her neck on the line. For she Paul. did. She did. Okay. She did. And so she was she, a risk taker. She was a like risk my- Take her, exactly. <laughs> like my kids say. And we mm-hmm. know that that came out of a place of her believing that her citizenship yes. was not as a Jew. Yep. Was not as a Roman. Ain't that dope? But was as a citizen of heaven, okay? Okay. She firmly placed her citizenship 
in heaven as a new creation in Christ. Mm. And so for us to see that, God is like, yeah, I can make anybody a new creation, okay? Come on now. And I'm doing it. And I'm doing it. And I'm doing it. And she so embodies this so well that she says, my home is wherever the presence of Christ is. That's right. That's where my home is. And we see her as this itinerant missionary. I'm like, this girl is, is jumping all over the place. She is like, on mission. She's like, oh, okay, we going here, Paul. Okay, mm-hmm. we at Ephesus. Okay, we going to Korea. Okay, we going over here to Asia. Okay, let's go. Let's go. That's let's, right. That's right. You know, and so she was just, she knew that wherever the presence of Christ was leading her to be, that she wanted to be missional and be obedient to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so we we not just see, we don't just see how her life is used in God's grand narrative, but we also see the presence and promise of Christ through this Shiro, right? Mm -hmm. Literally through the embodiment of Priscilla's conviction, we see Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Yeah. We see the Great Commission, go therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Priscilla was an authentic embodiment of the second commission. She went from Europe to Asia, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. She embodied the go. She embodied the teach. She embodied the witness of Christ, so much so that she could sit with Apollos and gently come alongside him to help him understand the wholeness of the scriptures through the Holy Spirit, the witness, and then the presence and the promise that she was with Christ even to the end. We see that she was with him when she was in Asia. She was with him in Rome. Like she's with him all the way to the end because she believed in the way and she lived a life applicable to the way of Christ. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. What can we embody from this dope shero, Sister Priscilla? What can all of it? <laughs> like seriously. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I love that as we go through this Shiro series, we're talking about what can we embody in a promise yeah. and a practice. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so for for me, I think the promise that we can embody from Priscilla's story. Yeah is that it? whatever the Lord asks us, right? From her story, we see whatever the Lord asks her to lay down for his sake, 
pales in comparison to the riches of receiving his promise, mm. which is his very presence. Right? Mm. Say it again, girl. So whatever, for us, whatever the Lord asks us to lay down for his sake, it pales in, in comparison to the promise of his riches, which mm-hmm. is his very presence, right? And yes. so it's like the promise of his riches yes. for her yes. is not you will become wealthy as a tent maker. Yes. Okay? It's yes. not that you will have the biggest house to host yes. your church. Yes. It's that I am with it, you. Yes. It is not, it is not that you're gonna be with people who look like you who are from the same context as Come you. Okay. It's not yes. that you get to carry your status as a Roman citizen and flaunt it. It's not any mm. of that. Mm. In fact, all of that is is either given away yeah. or held with a completely open hand as she embraces the suffering of the missionary journey of Paul. Yeah. Right? That she is receiving the Lord's presence is yes. her greatest treasure. And girl, as you were just talking about that, I was sitting here thinking about we all, all sort of like sort of like goo goo gaga over what Paul says in the scriptures about like to the Jews, I was a Jew, like and all of this pales in comparison to knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is why she was rocking with Paul. Paul invited probably them, mm-hmm. you know, in my Holy Spirit led imagination. I'm like, because she was embodying it. Mm-hmm. She was like, Oh, to be a tip maker, that pales in comparison mm-hmm. to Christ, to knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, to invite people into my home, to travel, to, to be able to suffer for Christ. It pales in comparison to knowing Christ, mm-hmm. to being with Christ. That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I could totally see that. And that is an encouragement because if you're if you're living in the truth of the gospel transforming your life, yeah, like it will be seen, it will be known, it will be noticed. And not that we do it to be noticed, but knowing that the faith that we demonstrate can be recognized by others. Yeah. And it should be, right? Yeah. Like we're actually bearing the fruit. And yeah. the fruit is visible and the fruit is tangible and the fruit is very present in our lives. And we Ugh. see that in her as well. Can I just say something? Because I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to say this because this is such a promise that it pales in comparison to his promise, his presence. I want to ask the sisters, is there something that you may be clinging to mm. that you think is better than his presence? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And that the scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you, we are tempted to want to cling to something that we have, can we just ask ourselves, is it better than his presence? Mm-hmm. Is it better than his presence? Because nothing, nothing compares. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about that song. There's nothing where I'm right? Yeah. Um, you're our living hope, your presence, Lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the promise, his presence. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about a practice, Leah. I just had to say that. I'm like, what am I clinging to Wait a minute. today? I'm sit right there. I'm not ready to go away. Let me sit in that for a minute. Okay. You know, that is, that is, mm, that's a, when I say that these sheroes have all been challenging me with questions for my whole deepest inner soul. Yes. That, that's right there. That's so, right there. Okay. A practice. Mm. Ladies, when we look at the life of Priscilla, mm. I think we can embody the practice of 
aligning our lives fully with the kingdom of God. I mean, this ain't no more than what we've already been saying, right? Yeah, yeah. He treasured God's kingdom and the presence of the Lord in her life, right? Which which was the presence of the Lord the same way we got it because he had Jesus had already ascended and sent the Holy Spirit. That mm. was what she was experiencing. Mm. And she chose to align her life fully with the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. She was privilege. Mm-hmm. She for so mm-hmm. many identities, placing it rightly like secondary mm-hmm. to her identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And she pursued the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. seeking it first mm. and his righteousness and mm-hmm. everything else was added to her. Mm. A, f- a fulfilling life where she was seeing um, the gospel multiply, yeah. her home filled with purpose. Like yes. you think about the way like people are so, we're so hungry for purpose. Yes, yes. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? had a life full of purpose because mm. she forsook everything else mm-hmm. and pursued the kingdom of God with everything that she had, mm-hmm. both in her, like her gifts mm-hmm. of teaching and discernment and wisdom, and then outside of her with her home and her making mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. and her, her revenue, y'all. Like yes, her, she her used it all. All of that she used mm-hmm. um, for alignment with the kingdom of God mm. and God's desire to see people know him from every walk of life. Absolutely. And she is a perfect embodiment of Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Her treasure and her heart's treasure was the kingdom of God. Mm Like, when you said that, I'm like, that's why she could say, oh, my home, my tent, it's yours. Yeah. My resources, yours. Mm-hmm. My time, yours. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and mm. I think it... Mm. The treasure, the treasure, girl, the yeah. treasure of the kingdom. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's beautiful. And I want to say, I feel like the Lord is really like, we got to clarify that that comes through the the presence, indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. we knew she experienced the Holy Spirit fueling and empowering her for this, right? Yeah. We don't- She, we don't, wasn't, on, she wasn't on an adrenaline rush. She and, wasn't no adrenaline and not only that, but we don't, we you don't know? muster it up. We don't this muster is, it. This is the power of the Spirit. What she, she was- Pursuing the spirit, pursuing God through his presence. Yeah. And out of that, she was given the strength and the boldness and the courage yeah. and the conviction to live the life that she did. This wasn't just yeah. her. Yeah. This was God in her. Yes. She's a new creation yeah. in Christ. And the Holy Spirit is empowering her to, to be on new has come. Yeah. On mission yeah. for the early church. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the place where we want to look. We don't want to strive after the doing. Yes. I think what we really want to do is pursue the being. Yes. Being with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Being transformed by yes. God's yes. word. Yes. Being transformed by the fellowship of the saints. Like, yeah. That's being transformed by yes. sacrifice. The treasure. I'm telling you, he's our treasure. His his presence is his promise. Yeah. His promise is his presence. Hallelujah. He's a treasure. I have goosebumps. Okay. Sheba, for real. Okay. So how do we, taking this all, 
cling to a better narrative in this area of our lives, right? In this yeah. area yeah. of being on Fam. mission, Fam. which is essentially what she's doing. Talk yeah, about it. I love Matthew 19, 29, um, particularly the NIV version. It says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will in- inherit eternal life. And so there is this just sweet invitation that when we open our hands and we give everything that we have to Christ through the Spirit, that when we align our hearts to the treasure of the kingdom of God, we're not losing, okay? Mm. His promise is sure that it says, we'll receive a hundred times as much and we'll inherit eternal life. The things that we're receiving, even now, I think about this today because I'm, I mean, I'm not wealthy at all, okay? In in a context of sometimes of a prosperity or an American uh, an American cultured uh, provision as a success, right? That the kingdom of God supersedes that and goes beyond it. That when He's talking about the hundred times as much. He's talking about the things that are intangible. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about that hospitality that we have with one another, the goodness, the kind, all of the abundance that the spirit, the fruit of the spirit that's given, it's a hundred times better, better than what we actually are going to forsake for following him and embracing him as our treasure. And so whatever we have, we can use our homes, our tables as a place that is spiritually nourishing, emotionally nourishing, physically nourishing, because it's an invitation Mm -hmm. to say, he pales Mm -hmm. in comparison to the things that you experience in the here and now. And so I think it's an invitation for women. What is the place of fellowship in our homes? Just as we see with Priscilla, right? She welcomed people constantly wherever she was, wherever her and her husband were sent. We see this constancy of hospitality explaining the scriptures in in all parts of life, right? And so what is the place of fellowship in our homes, in the spaces that we're in, where folks can be spiritually, physically, and emotionally nourished. Mm-hmm. I think there's a that, that's a that's a simple, practical application of living a better narrative. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right on. I think every um, instance that we can imagine through the glimpses that we get of Priscilla's life, we see people passing through her presence, passing through her home. Yeah. And receiving spiritual nourishment, physical nourishment, emotional nourishment. And we're called to (laughs) emulate that in the same way. And it can can look so different for every woman. Yeah. 
But to think that I am called and and I I get thrilled by the by the invitation into yeah. being a presence where if someone passes through, they are nourished. Yeah, and and Leah, can I sort of say this because I I sense that the Holy Spirit is um, calling me to say mm-hmm. um, this very thing because I know for us as women, um, we are in a very snapshot IG. Uh, uh, model home presentation type of culture. <laughs> okay. And I don't see that anywhere in the narrative except for that she provided hospitality. And what I'm saying to women, yes, God, does God want us to care for our homes, be good stewards? Yes. Does God delight in beauty and goodness to be displayed? Yes. But not at the expense of souls. Not at the expense. The currency of the kingdom. I can't even remember what series that was in, but it it continues to reverberate in my heart and mind that the currency of the kingdom is image bearers. Mm -hmm. And so there's an invitation because people are longing not to be in these perfect set coffee house situations. Talk about it. He, it, they're wanting to be in the space where what, what other, we, we share our very lives. Oh, That's that nourishing. That's that nourishing. Nourish by your perfectly wafer curated home. You know what nourishes me? Yeah. Fellowship. Fellowship. Prayer. Fellowship. Food. Prayer. Yep. Come Sh- on. Sharing our lives. Confessing. Yes. Repenting. Yes. Sharing how God is changing and transforming us. Saying when a sister shares something very difficult, very hard, depression or um, challenges with a family member that you can say, you are seen, known, and loved in this space. Mm -hmm. And you have a father who sees, knows, and loves you Mm -hmm. and is with you in the midst of your hardship in the midst of your joys, in the midst of your challenges with with four kids under the age of four. Mm -hmm. Or, you you know what I'm saying? In the midst of you struggling with understanding what it means to be a godly mother, when in the midst of what it means to be a godly spouse or a godly friend Mm -hmm. or an employee, he is with you. That ain't got nothing to do with a presentation of your house. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And so we can embody a better narrative, even as we see our sister Priscilla modeling, that when we leave the, the things of this world and we cling to the treasure of the kingdom of God, that we will receive a hundred times as much and eternal life for yielding to those things. Leah, will you pray for us? Yes, Lord, we thank you so much Mm. for giving us you, your very presence as our treasure. Thank you that you have called us Mm. to multiply that treasure in the lives of others. Yes. Hospitality, 
through mm-hmm. wisdom, mm-hmm. through through teaching and yeah, when that's work, gifts, yes, through through using every talent mm-hmm. our time, our our materials mm-hmm. to bless yes. your people, to bless your image bearers, yes, Lord, in the kingdom of God, Lord, we thank you for the witness of Priscilla. We thank you that she, that her story stands out as as a woman who who laid everything down because all of it pales in comparison to your Ooh, treasure. Hallelujah. Your hallelujah. Would we align ourselves with your heart in this way? We want that, Lord. And I pray for the sisters who feel like they don't have much to give or to offer in that space. Would you bring your truth to them mm. and show them how you have given them whatever it is in their hands that, and you can multiply it mm-hmm. and that and that simple hospitality can bless more than any type of momentary curated moment can. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. trust you that you will do this work in our Ooh. lives and in the lives of others in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies. Thank you.